World Mission Report, and what a report we have for you today. God is doing such amazing things in the world, and I know you better hang on to your seats, because how can somebody come from the Muslim Brotherhood, how can somebody come from this faith of hate of, of well, wait, I'm gonna, I'm, rather than me talk about it, let me introduce you to Kamal Salim. And Kamal, I know some listeners are probably a little bit familiar with your story, but can you share kind of from the beginning you, you, how you got involved in, in the United States and what was going on? Yes. Uh, I wrote a book on this. It's called The Blood of Lambs. It has an entire biography in it. And, uh, you know, I was born in Beirut, Lebanon, to a Muslim Sunni family. Uh, my mother was an Ottoman Turk, you know, uh, at the fall of the Ottoman Empire. Uh, my grandfather came to uh, Lebanon where, where I was born, and he brought this uh, radical Islamization agenda that Islam lives by the sword and establishing Islamic Ummah, which is one world order under Allah, you know. And uh, so therefore, you know, she told me from my childhood, you know, she said, you will die for the sake of Allah. You were born to be a martyr. Uh, you will give your blood for Allah. You will kill others. She said, if you kill a Jew, your hand will light up before the throne of uh, Allah and the host of heaven will celebrate your, your victory, your glory. If you kill a Christian. So she was tra training me, you know, and, uh, and in the same manner, my dad was teaching me. He said, the only way to make it to heaven is to die as a martyr. In Islam, the Quran says, every Muslim will have to go to hell first and purify the only people that they go to paradise are those who died in martyrdom because the Quran, Allah said, the God of Quran, He said, Those who died for the sake of Allah in martyrdom, they are blessed and they are prospering in paradise. So therefore, your first price to become an uh, intercessor for immediate uh, 70 people of your family, they can go to heaven without judgment because you died, you gave your... Uh, your blood to kill others and that's how you make your blood holy in martyrdom in Islam so you kill yourself by killing other 9-11 was a perfect example and this is how you please Allah you know and uh, so with this uh, the second drop of your blood you'll get 72 version uh, female in heaven and uh, you know half female have uh, angels and with everyone has 72, this is the price of uh, a martyr, you know, so you get uh, all the women you want. Paradise is made for women, is not made for men. I mean, made for men, not for women. Because the Quran, the, uh, the, like the Bible of the, the Muslim, it says the fuel of hell is made of women. This is what I was taught from my childhood. By the age of seven, I start working. My dad, you know, all, all of us worked. And... Uh, now, uh, you know, I was beaten up by several different gangs as I was going to work. And one day I took refuge in the mosque. And the mosque imams, you know, they were having study, Islamic study, and they were a Muslim brotherhood. They came to my, my rescue and saved me. And uh, I became part of that movement. So we were learning about the great state in the United States of America and the small state in Israel. And how we going to destroy uh, all non-Muslim nation and by what means and what ways and how we're going to do it, and, uh, and who's helping us on the other side. So uh, from there, the whole group joined the PLO. I was seven years old when we joined the PLO. And I went from my first assault camp in Sabra, in Lebanon, and Shatila, in uh, Beirut. You know, and um, I trained on assault weapon, 
uh, from you know 50 calibers to AK-47 to using knives to mixing you know chemical. we were learning everything because kids were doing the big guys job because they're just extra commodity uh, you know and uh, I went on my first mission to Israel I was seven years old carrying weapon caches through the Golan Heights to Israel the second mission I was eight years old uh, it was a bloody mission I carried my best friend on my shoulders you know back you know uh, from uh, the mission and every other kids get killed and uh, from there went to the civil war in Lebanon killing Christians you know so we hated the Jews we hated the Christians and I was fulfilling my mission and you know uh, just making Islam prominent and strong this is was my call you know and uh, we are you know the Quran says you know the day will come about that there will be no other nation on earth but Islam will be an Islamic nation one world order under Allah so uh, we were preparing for this and we were the, the instigators to make it happen from there I worked for radical leaders you know uh, you name it uh, in the Middle East until the Saudi Arabian government get hold of me the Wahhabi government we were Sufi and they were Wahhabi and we became you know we worked together because both of us have the same uh, heart the same zeal to establish Sharia law in every Western civilization I was sent to Europe to do uh, still uh, to do a uh, culture jihad to change Europe from within uh, we found Europe is easy, you know, uh, the church was vacant, uh, the people are more in uh, behind the bottle and soccer was uh, the god of the nation and uh, so therefore we just, uh, we didn't think it would be a problem. Uh, the next uh, trip I was sent to Tora Bora to fight, teach the Mujahideen how to shoot heat-seeking missiles and this was my first encounter with the American people. When I met the CIA over there and I read my, uh, wrote my report to the, uh, the Saudi government. I said, we're going to lose the war to America and Afghanistan. I said, these people are committed to give their life, their finances, their blood for the cause of other nations, specifically Muslim. They are not afraid to give their life. I said, we're not going to win this war because we are not committed to do anything. And we are not willing to give our life for these, you know, we call the Afghanis mule. And, uh, and uh, so therefore, I was sent to the United States of America and the, in, in our meeting in Saudi Arabia, you know, that America is so powerful that we could not hit it from out there like Al-Qaeda did in 9-11, you know, and uh, the only way we can destroy well, I this to nation jump is in here, but you, I, I need to for a couple different reasons. You're listening to a very fascinating segment of World Mission Report with... Kamal Salim, who wrote the book, The Blood of the Lambs. His latest book is America the Beautiful? Uh, that's, a, that's a DVD, me and oh. General Jerry Boykin, America the Beautiful. This is, uh, these are DVDs, and this is a book. Okay, The Blood of the Lamb. Okay. And again, we can adjust that. But we're so blessed to have this, and we're going to go to a break. When we come back, we're going to hear, wow, it sounds like now he's been through this research, sent to America. So we're going to find out more what happened in this story when we come back. Welcome back to this, again, very special edition of World Mission Report. And we are with Kamal Salim. Yes, sir. Thank from, you for having me. Oh, it's amazing. I'm, I'm so excited to see what God's doing in your life. And it's, it sounded a little dark when we left you. You were 
going through this trip, uh, understanding of American culture, but let's take, pick up the story from there. Well, um, God gave us a ministry. It's called Kuhn Ministries. Kuhn Ministries, uh, you know, uh, our call, our mission statement is to wake up the church. Kuhn is an Aramaic word for the word arise. Uh, this is came specifically from Bible where Jesus spoke Aramaic and he did not speak Hebrew or Arabic or any other language. When he went to Lazarus' uh, graveyard, when he was dead for four days, and he said, Lazarus, whom arise, and a new life was given to him. But we remember also when he, uh, the, uh, you know, Jairus, the, the priest, you know, he said to him, uh, he said, my daughter is dying, would you come and pray for her? You know, that's the story of Talithia. And when he, you know, Jesus took his sweet time that day, and he, uh, he arrived late, and they said to him, don't bother, Talithia is dead. And he said, have faith in God. And he said, Talithia is not dead, but she is sleeping. Talithia symbolized the church today. Talithia means the truth. And he said, the truth is not dead, the truth is sleeping. So he grabbed Talithia by the hand and rose her up. And a new life was given to her. He said, give her something to eat. So uh, our first call is to wake up the church to the love of God, the first commandment to love the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind. But I know, like all my listeners, we're wondering how you got from where you were. we got we got to pick up the story with, yes. with when we left you, you were Correct. understanding what was going on in Afghanistan and talking to the Muslim sure. Brotherhood. And What was the transition then? Well, we, uh, the Saudi Arabian government uh, got us through to America by visas, you know, and those student visas. So we're coming to America to invade uh, you know, through student visa, the Muslim Brotherhood uh, taught us how to infiltrate the civilization by marrying their women, you know, and obtaining their citizenship. So you get the citizenship, you get to live in the, on the land, and now you fulfill the purpose. So we came to the United States as American students, and we were looking to marry American women. And uh, so now we came to the United States. My commission was universities. The group that worked uh, for me and with me, the Muslim Student Association, Muslim Student Union, uh, Muslim Youth uh, of North America. You know, these are a special group put in here. The umbrella over them, it's, uh, it's called the uh, Muslim Minority Affairs. This is a Saudi umbrella and to establish civilization, Islamic civilization throughout the uh, Western world. So basically, we are invading a nation through doing what, how we do it through that uh, uh, module, you know, the uh, Muslim Minority Affairs. And uh, this is where we confuse the American students. This is where we use the American students to recruit them to work for our benefits and to work on our side and turn them against their countries. This is where we educate and re, you know, brainwash the young men and women right there and tell them about Allah and, and Jehovah God Almighty are the same God. This is where we just mix the mud and the water. And uh, <clears throat> the second part is to go to the jail system. Our, you know, uh, what we commissioned to do in the jail system is to create gap between the black race and the white race, to separate this nation and create you know, prejudice and to create you know, uh, civil civilization uh, clashes. And by doing so, we become the answer and we become the strong. So uh, the nation of Islam was growing up uh, in, in the jail system radically. 
you know, through the uh, the black people. The third one was the poor neighborhood where we dealt with the gangs. Where we start establishing mosques and start establishing, uh, you know, uh, roots in the United States of America in areas, you know, uh, that nobody wants to go there. And now we are changing the United States. And in universities, we were buying the American professors, anyone who would sell his life, you know, and would send them overseas to Turkey, to uh, UAE, to Muslim nation where they can uh, be given uh, a lot of uh, gifts and they could be, uh, they get the, the, their doctorate in Islamic studies or Islamic uh, histories. And there they will grow to be uh, leaders, you know, to come and start speaking for Muslims, they become ambassadors. You know, this the same thing with the politician. The politician was not my commission, but the professors. So we were working on all those levels. And one day, uh, I was driving this little car, you know, it, Mazda RX-7, it's a little sport car with a T-top. And uh, I was really happy, you know, and I thought I was doing an awesome thing for the glory of Allah. Uh, Allah and Jehovah God Almighty are not the same God. You know, and uh, there are two different deities, two different uh, uh, spirits, you know, and uh, one is real and one is not. Right. But uh, so therefore, as I was traveling, this guy was high on drugs and he uh, just cut in front of me. I hit my brake instead of hitting him. And uh, my car traveled to the middle of the road and crossed to the other side of, uh, you know, the street. And an 18 wheeler was coming about. And it was just a great embrace. There, my he, you know, the uh, eighteen-wheeler broadsided my car, and my car busted in two pieces. And I ejected, and my car flew up in the air, fell in a mud hole on my head, cracking my neck in two places, collarbone, my ribs, my, you know, the whole left side was devastated. Uh, a man came running to me, and he said he spoke with his deep Southern accent. And he said, son, we're going to take care of you, and everything's going to be all right now you're here. I was crying to Allah. I said, Allah, I asked for help. I didn't ask for redneck. You know, and uh, <laughs> so, uh, and I was really, you know, because this man, every time he said that, he smiled. And, uh, and as he smiled, I'm going like, why is he saying what he's saying? So by the time, you know, by the time the ambulance takes me to the hospital, and now the orthopedic surgeon speak it to me he said your name is Kamal Salim you have no friends you have no family you have no insurance you have no life with his little sudden mustache you know accent just said but son we're gonna take care of you <laughs> and everything's gonna be all right to hear and when he said that I was uh, I was really scared. Well, as, I hate to the, jump in again, but I'm going to, because <laughs> time just runs. But this is such a wonderful story. You're not going to want to turn that dial because we got to find out what happened to this poor. <laughs> he found himself amongst the Southerners down here, but maybe in North Carolina. Where? What, what state were you in at the time? Well, I I don't say it on purpose for. Oh, okay, and they don't want to tell you where I went. Okay, understand. Read the book. <laughs> <laughs> right, welcome back to one of the more phenomenal uh, world mission reports I've ever experienced. But when we left our hero, <laughs> Kamal, he was in the Southern Hospital, and the man said, "Son, everything's going to be all right." He was speaking to your heart. Yes, to God be the glory. You know, it's amazing. You know, every man, every woman has a life and has a purpose. God created us in his image for his great purpose. He said, I have a great plan for you, declares the Lord. 
to give you a future, to give you hope. You know, and uh, my story is uh, is hope for the hopeless. Uh, you know, now I'm trained, you know, in all method of murder and spirit, you know, and uh, hate, which is, you know, we call light dark, and we call darkness light. We yeah. flipped everything around. And uh, so now I'm in hospital, and I'm hearing this, and I start freaking out because they speak in the same language. And I wake up the second day, you know, in, in the hospital, and now this man walks into my room, and he's the head of physical therapy. This man was, uh, he loves to work out. This man was a man, man, you know, and, you know, every time he walked, he posed, you know, he was so <laughs> strong, you know, and uh, so when, when he read my report, he said, dude, I thought, oh, this is an educated Southerner. <laughs> he said, dude, you are in deep doo-doo. <laughs> and I'm going, uh, I said, how did you know Sherlock? <laughs> is it the cast on my neck or is it uh, how my body is busted? And he just looked at me and he said, son, we're going to take care of you and everything's going to be all right now you're here. And he smiled from ear to ear. And I started saying, A'uzu billahi minash shaitan rajim rahman rahim. Depart from me, Satan, in the name of Allah. I'm casting Satan by name, Satan. You know, and uh, so uh, I start speaking because they're speaking the same language. And uh, one day in the hospital, the first guy came to meet me. The second guy walked in, the orthopedic surgeon. Uh, and uh, when he saw that guy and he said, so-and-so, what are you doing here? Instead of saying, good morning, come on, what are you, you know, how are you feeling today? And the other guy said, oh, this is the guy I told you about. And the doctor said, well, I told you about him first. And they start arguing who told who. <laughs> and I didn't know that these men are fishers of men. Each one trying to claim the catch. These men, uh, their closet was, it was the net of the Holy Spirit. And they're going out looking in, in the ocean of life to bring people to the glory of God. And that's what I did not understand that day. And to make the story even better, Mr. Macho Man, Dr. Macho, walked in and he just poses and he put his hand on his hips and he screamed, dudes, what are you doing here? And everybody's just like, start telling this and they rent each other. They start hugging each other, kissing each other on the cheek and telling each other, I love you. And I'm going, oh my God, they're not just Christians. They're foofy Christians. <laughs> Take your hand while you're kissing him and... Don't tell him you love him. Like, this is not kosher. <laughs> and uh, so this is how it, it started. And they said, the hospital is going to discharge you and you get no place to go. We're going to take you home. I said, I ain't going with you home. <laughs> I'm not going with anyone home. They said, you get no place to go. You see, uh, in terrorism, uh, unlike the American military, no man left behind. In terrorism, the greatest commodity is young men. So to die is your call. Right. Our highest aspiration is to die for the sake of Allah. So if you don't make it home, then they don't want you to come because you will point to everybody. Right. So uh, And they don't want that expose. So with this, I went to the orthopedic surgeon home. And for the first time in my life, I came to see the living word of God. The living word of God was not in the Bible. It was in their life. How they lived their life. When I, they put me in their best room in the house, the little three kids climbed on the bed and they start shouting out, welcome home, Uncle Kamal. And, uh, and I'm saying, get off the bed, little monkeys. <laughs> uh, because in the Quran, we're taught that Christian and Jews are monkeys and pigs. That's their spirit. 
that's where they're made of. You know, so they're perverted to that, you know, spirit. So therefore, uh, I was telling them, get off the bed, little monkeys. And these kids uh, laid hand on me and they started praying in the name of Jesus Christ. I was trained to fight many warriors, but I was not trained to fight love. I was exposed to something new. It's called unconditional love. Somebody who doesn't know who you are and what you are, but willing to love you and give you the best they have and say, today I'm here for you. This is the charity that I was not involved with because in Islam, everything is conditional. Today you're my wife, but if you disobey me, even if I was wrong, I have the right to take your head off. You know, it's, it's my legal right in Islam. I have the right to beat you up. I have the right to do anything I want. Same if I, Muhammad said, if any man convert from Islam, kill him. So, uh, you know, in Christianity, they didn't know who, who I was and what I'm doing and what I, my commission was, but these people were willing to give me their life. So I'm now in their home, and now I'm watching how the husband treating his wife, unlike my father and my mother, that, you know, uh, if she said something, I mean, the slap right across the face or right the punch in her head, and the next thing she's crying and she's obeying him, you know, and uh, he broke her correct. Same with all my brothers and my brother-in-laws, how, you know, women is, is to be the subjugated to the man in all level, and she is not a first citizen. Only the men are first citizen in Islam, and the women are not. So uh, that's why they, covered, they cover them in shame, and the man can do anything he wants. So um, with this, uh, this surgeon, his wife would tell him, we have the guests coming, so go clean, clean the bathroom. And the husband will turn to her and say, where's the Ajax, honey? I'm going to do a surgeon. Don't do that. That is not manly. You know, that's a woman job. And uh, so I'm seeing all this. I'm like, that's amazing. And then I saw how he treat his children. My, my dad got me out of school seven years old. I was a milking cow for him, you know, just to, to make living for the family. Well, these men and women are putting their life and spirit and soul and body into their children to make them successful. Everything in their life here, they were teaching their children about the truth and the only truth and righteousness, holiness. We were taught total opposite. We have full rights to lie about anything if you are not a Muslim. I have full right, if you are not Muslim, to lie to you when I was Muslim. But now I'm seeing something brand new. And now I'm learning about Christianity is not what we learned about it. There in their home, 60 men would come together and they have a Bible study. These men called Christian Business uh, Association, something like this. Christian Businessmen's Committee, really? Something like this, yes. yes. And they will hold hands and they make a circle. And I'm thinking, well, men, they're holding hands like girl, little girls and they're going to dance soon, probably. <laughs> and they put me in the middle of a circle. And they pray for me. Oh, Father, that you would bless Kamal that you take the scales from his eyes, that you open the eyes and the ears of his understanding. Father, that you give him a heart of flesh instead of heart of stone. Father, that you bless him, that you heal him, that you help him recover. All the stuff that they're praying for me, I'm going, you don't know me. You see, in Islam on Friday, when we congregate in every city when I was a Muslim, what we did is our religion is we send hexes, vexes, and curses. We conjure spirit to attack our enemies. So we prayed against the American seeds, against the culture, agriculture. We prayed against the military, against, against the government, against the marriages. 
we were just cursing everything the American have, you know, and we, the same with Israel. Now, uh, here, it's the opposite. These people are praying for healing, for love. And the, the worst part about the whole thing for me, uh, from Muslim perspective, they put a big basket at the end of the night that says for Kamal. Everybody starts writing checks and drop it there and putting cash in there. And this is to free my hospital bills, to free me from my all the bills that uh, I, you know, incurred. Yeah, you know? from the accident. I'm good. That is wicked. Why are they doing something like this? And I did. And I've got to jump in again. As horrible as that may sound, right? This is such a phenomenal story of love. If you don't think love never fails, um, you need to hear this story. Kamal Salim. The book is The Blood of the Lambs. The Blood of Lambs. And when we come back, you are going to want to hear more of this. Stay tuned. <clears throat> Welcome back to the most phenomenal um, interview I've had in a long, long time. Um, Kamal Salim. Uh, an understanding that I would have never gathered about what Islam is like, what it's like to be inside the brotherhood uh, uh, and, uh, you know, life in Lebanon, coming to America. Uh, now you're, you're in there in the southern home and they're gathered around you. They're, they're praying for you. They're leaving money for you. What, what was next? Oh, uh, the, the most amazing thing is uh, that... I was about to discover is what I'm seeing all this uh, I'm, I'm having a shifting in my spirit round you know and my eyes are being opened to something brand new that I never seen in my life and uh, the truth that you know that we knew about Christians was not true it, it was total opposite they were good people and uh, they had this potluck that they have in every every week. They said we're gonna have potluck over, and I'm thinking, well, I gotta meet this potluck. I thought it's a guy, <laughs> you know. He has two names, potluck. <laughs> you know, I'm going like this guy must be really lucky, you know. And uh, and uh, so I asked him, where is potluck? They said he's everywhere. Uh, it's everywhere, everywhere you look, it's potluck. I'm going, like, well, he's like God, you know. <laughs> he exists, you know. For for a while, I was really dumb and dumber, and uh, so. One day, you know, this lady, the head of the house, she was running a high, high fever, and she could not, uh, she could not cook. And everybody said, "Well, let's put her in a hot seat." I'm going hot seat. They're gonna burn her. You know, they burn the fever with fever. You know, and they put her in this chair. It was not hot. You know, I'm looking at it and I'm going like, <laughs> and everybody said, "Let's lay hands on her." I'm going like, in my country, if you say lay, lay hands on so and so, that's mean go yeah. kill him or hurt him really bad. And I'm going like, they're going to hurt her. And everybody starts laying hand on her, uh, you know, and, uh, and they start speaking in languages. Uh, they start, you know, praying uh, scripture. Everybody was going all over the place. And I'm going like, that is crazy. You know, I've never seen such a thing. The woman got up, the fever left her, and she became Miss Martha Stewart, and she was doing the vegetable scene in the kitchen. <laughs> I was going, how did you do that? How? how how did you take that thing out of her? You know, I, I want to go to the hot seat. You know, this is a good place. I want that magic. Can I buy that magic? Can I have it? They said, it, it is not for sale. It's for free. And I said, well, give it to me. Well, they said, his name is Jesus. I said, well, I'm allergic to Jesus. Can I just have the magic? They said, no, it's one shirt fit all. It's inclusive. 
So now um, I'm seeing all this, and now they have an Israeli friends coming in, and they're raising funds for Israelis. And I'm meeting Jews for the first time in my life, and the Jews were nice too. And I'm seeing how the Jews want to make peace with the Arabs, loving the Arabs. You know, they're always trying to do this, and I'm listening. And I'm going, this is creepy. What was I with? And now I'm start making food for the Jewish people. And, you know, hummus, tabbouli, baba ganoush, and falafel. And everybody going like, you know, I just, I start becoming a lover of God people, the Christian and Jews. And all of a sudden, you know, my life was shifting. I was getting angry for my people and everything that been lied to us about because there's millions like me. There's 1.7 billion out there just been lied to them just like me. And I'm going like, how do I, uh, how do I, uh, how do I go from here? So now I start looking at my God and your God. Your God said He so loved the world. My God, so He said so He hated the world. If the whole world was net worth a net like them, He'd have destroyed it time and time and again. And I looked at your God. He said that He gave. This one here, He took. The opposite. This one gave His Son. This one gave an orphan man. Everybody took care uh, of this orphan man get killed. They were dead. This one bring the spirit of adoption of Jesus Christ. This brought the spirit of shame and orphanage. You know, the spirit of Ishmael. How he left his father's table. This one gave his blood for humanity. This one took over 275 million souls since the inception of Islam. And I'm thinking to myself... They are not the same. We were taught that we worship the same God. They are. This God, these people have a relationship with him. When these businessmen, they pray about their issues. And, and when they look at their issues and they read the Bible, one man said, God just spoke to me. And I go, let me hear him. He said, well, not literally. You know, he said, I, I prayed about this and he heard me. And look what he said. And I looked at the word and it was an answer for everything he said. I said, Oh, my God, how could that happen? What kind of... This book is an old, ancient book. How could it speak to you today? So I start seeing a relationship, tangible relationship, that is real. I'm going like, oh, my God, can I have that? Well, his name is Jesus. Well, I don't want Jesus. I have something else. His name is Muhammad, Allah. You know, and... Uh, so I was seeing how God is moving, how he's answering them, how he talked to them, how all this... Now, I want this, but I don't know how to go about it. And all of a sudden, I start thinking to myself, we are the enemy, Islam. We are the bad guys. For the first time, I was blind, but now I see. It was the tangible grace that was in the house that opened my eyes. Now, one day, the doctor gave me a set of keys. He said, you know, I'm babysitting their children, by the way. I'm a man of them all. <laughs> and uh, it's not kosher either. But there's some love. It just changed multitude of issues, of heart issues. And now he said, here's the keys to the house, but here's one more key. We bought you a 280ZX. All of us put money together and we bought you a brand new car. Oh, my word. So you can, you know, I'm going, I don't deserve this. You see, I had more money than all of them combined. It's the Saudi money. The American people I... pump in their cars every day. They're supporting terrorism. So I'm going like, I don't need their money. I'm going like, I really don't need it. And he said, that's our gift. They gave out of their needs to my needs. And uh, 
and I could not comprehend it. The first thing when I went to my home, I fell on my knees facing the uh, the eastern window towards Mecca, and I put my hand up to the heaven and I cried to my God, Allah, Rabbi wa Mawlai, Allah, my Lord and my King, why have, have you done such a thing to me? Allah, you put me um, among Christians. Dying for you is what I live for. You know, you can kill me every day you want in a car accident. I have no problem. But you put me among Christians. These Christians have a relationship with their God. They cry for healing. They receive healing. They cry for love. They get love. They cry for breakthrough. They, they have break yet their God speak to them. I want to hear your voice too. I want to hear that you love me. If you are real, speak to me. Allah didn't say anything. And I was going to go and put the, my, uh, my gun in my mouth and take my head off, you know, just clock out. And because I know if I go to my camera and said, listen, people, I'm, uh, I'm clocking out. I don't want this anymore. This is something you could not yeah. move out of. You know, it's one-way ticket. You have to sign with blood. And uh, if I go back home, my dad, who he is, and my, my brother will hold me and my dad will take my head off. My, he will literally take my, slit my throat all the way, take my head off beheading and in Islam I'm called an apostate so I must be killed so uh, I'm going how do I deal with this and how that where do I go from here and I can't expose who I, I am what we're doing in this nation because my family will get killed in Lebanon will be butchered so I'm thinking to myself what do I do so I thought the best thing is to put the gun in my head and finish it and but something came to my mind. The Quran said, if you mock Allah and you are a true Muslim, you are radical like this, Allah will kill you instantly. So I thought, I got to find out if this God is real. So I said, Allah, if I die today and I see your face and you say, come all Salim, you're going to hell. I'm going to say I'd rather live in hell than live with you because you're a liar. I'm the father of lies you are. I thought the sword of Allah will come and take my head off. Nothing happened. I became the joke. And I became the joker. And I was laughing at myself and crying like a little boy. Because everything, my life was wasted. Everything I've done, I lost my brother. I lost my best friends in battles, left and right, bloody battles. The things we've done, it, it, we've done, it was not, you know, the brain could not understand. And it's that spirit that inhabited us. And now I'm going like... Uh, so I went to, gra to grab the, my weapon cache, to grab one of my guns and do what I have to do. I'm crying, and all of a sudden I hear the voice of God for the first time in my life. But this God, he knew me by name. He knew my heart. He knew my everything. He knew me by everything. And he talked to me like a father. And he said to me, Kamal, Kamal, Kamal. He called me by my name three times. He said, the Jews, the Christian and Muslim, believe in the God of Father Abraham. Once you call on the God of Father Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. The minute I heard this, it was the first miracle I had in my life. I fell on my knees and I put my hand in heaven and I cried with every breath of life within me. God of Father Abraham, if you are real, speak to me. God of Father Abraham, if you are real, I want to know you. 
Well, God the Father Abraham came to the room, and he filled the room with his glory. And his name was Yahweh, the Lord is one. I came to understand the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit for the first time in my life, that they are one. And when I looked at him during his presence, there's a fullness of joy, love, healing, power, glory. The host of heaven, angels are descending and ascending over his head, the open heaven. He dressed like a Jew. He looked like a Jew. He has hole in his hand. He has holes in his feet. This guy was crucified because we don't believe in the crucifixion. And now I'm looking at him. I said, who are you, my Lord? He said, I am that I am. I said, I'm a Bedouin. What is that supposed to mean? I have no clue. He said, I am the Alpha, I am the Omega, I'm the Aleph, I'm the Tav. I am the beginning, I'm the end, I am everything. I have known you before I formed the foundation of the earth. I have loved you before I formed you in your mother womb. Uh, mother womb. Kum Kamal, arise Kamal. You are my warrior, you are not their warrior. As I stood up, my neck was totally fixed and healed. My collarbone, my ribs, my hip, my knee. Everything that was broken is perfect. My heart was set free. My mind, all of a sudden, the spasm left my brain. And all that things that held me back, it was totally gone. I was unyoked for the first time in my life, and I cried with a loud voice. I'm set free. And I said to him, my Lord, my Lord, I will live and die for you. I committed my life to him instantly, to give him my life even to the point of death. I will live and die for you. He said, do not die for me. I died for you that you may live. I said to him, my Lord, my Lord, give me permission. By the skin of their teeth and by their eyelashes, I will make them Christians. Just like Muslim style. And he said, the harvest is plentiful. The workers are few. Be an ambassador of mine. From Alibaba and the 40 thieves to an ambassador of Jesus Christ. I could not fathom that, but if God gives it to you, take it. He's God. And I, I thought I'm the only man out there with this title, or maybe there's somebody else. But I realized there are millions, there are billions of Christians out there that are ambassadors as well that they refuse to use their ambassadorship. And this is one cool uh, ministry birthed out of all this. To bring back the people to the hope and the love of God. How can our listeners, I'm sure that there is no untouched person out there that heard this broadcast, but how can our listeners partner with you? How can we pray for you? What, what are you working on? Well, our, our information is on our website. It's called kumministries.com. Uh, it's www.kum, K-O-O-M-E ministries plural dot com no spaces and also we have uh, 877 that's our number uh, 274 7303 or 877 arise 03 you know these are they can get hold of us we speak at churches we speak at synagogues universities we speak at the uh, uh, political rally we speak to the senate Again, you may be you may have a muslim neighbor you may have somebody who didn't and, and these are wonderful resources correct. that you can access um, and understand That's that it's correct. through the blood of the Lamb Amen. and then His love. Thank you, Kamal. I have to say that I may never be the same. Well, to God be the glory. The glory belongs to God because it is by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony.